All right, you may be seated. Something I had forgot to mention this morning, because I just wasn't up here, wasn't thinking about it. Ruth and I visited Sandy Johnson and prayed and with them and talked to them uh, for a little bit anyway. And she and Roger want us to tell you, she wants you to pray specifically that dizziness stops. This constant dizziness, anytime she tries to get up and move, makes her sick, unstable. And she feels very strongly if she can get uh, a handle on that, and she can get somewhat her life back together. So be praying specifically. Target that. Lord, please, touch her mind, whatever, whatever it takes. And again, forgot to, to mention this morning that uh, Dan Sorensen's mother had passed away, uh, but she is now walking on streets of gold. Uh, the funeral tomorrow will be at Ferris Funeral Home, Duncan Falls, at 11 a.m. if you're available. I know most of you work, but we wanted you to know that. Dan told me a while back he felt that the Lord gave him a mission, and that was to bring his mother to Christ, and by the grace of God, he succeeded. So she was 95 and a half years old, I think. So praise God. God is long-suffering, is he not? All right, do you understand what we do is supernatural? I, I know you're going to say yes, because that's the church thing, but I wonder if we do. I wonder if we really do understand that, even myself at times, because you kind of just do this, you know, and... After a while, a long time, you live long, like, like me, you're doing it some 45 years, and you tend to, I don't know, maybe you forget. So we're going to look at that, entitled tonight's message, Supernatural Fire. Do you have that? Supernatural Fire. And I'm sure most of you say, oh, I wish I did, but we're going to look into this uh, according to the Word of God and, and see what happens. We're going to start with Acts, Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 1. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Let that be us tonight. One accord in one place. In harmony, in one place, one accord. Lord, we want God. Forget about your issues, your bills, your problems, your boo-boos, all that various stuff. Let's concentrate upon the Lord and the Lord alone. And it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now there are a lot of people in today's Christianity that believe all this miracle and suddenly and all these cool things stopped a long time ago. That's not you, is it? It's a good thing because I'm like, man, you might be in the wrong church because I don't want that to be me. I don't want to settle with what just we can do and figure out and muster up with our own ability, skills, and money. Oh, man, that'd be most miserable. Verse 3 says this, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, supernatural fire from heaven. And it sat upon each of them, not just pastor, all of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Supernatural. Tongues of fire appearing over each one is unusual, is it not? Supernatural. And I, I believe this has to be associated with John the Baptist's prophecy that you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. I want that. I want that tonight. I hope you do. 
Certain places in the Old Testament, God would show his special pleasure with particular sacrifices by him sending the fire. You see that in the Word? Do you remember that in the Word? If it skips your mind, we're going to bring that out. They would do everything that God says, and then God would send the fire from heaven, and boom, would take care of the offering, the sacrifice. God hasn't stopped that. So this experience of these followers of Jesus at Pentecost was another example of God sending fire from heaven to show His pleasure on those people who are willing to give living sacrifices. Maybe that's the problem. God wants living sacrifices for the fire of the fall. Now that living sacrifice, who is that? Well, that's you, Pastor. No, no, seriously, who is it? It's you, and it's me, it's all of us together, where God will see people who willingly climb on the altar and lay before God, God will let the fire fall on them, people, and upon a church. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. This fire, look, if you're truly born again, how did that happen? You just read something in a book that someone gave you. You just happened to stumble on when John says in 3.3, you must be born again, and therefore you are. Some, something you did, something you produced. No, that fire that made all of a sudden everything you God conscious, made the flowers look different to you, the sky look different to you, your whole outlook different, that fire was started from God. When you gave your heart, however it happened to you. Supernatural fire sent from God in every one of you if you truly have had a born-again experience. So it's already happened once to every one of you. It started by God. God started this. I didn't work in a steel mill and all those jobs that I worked back when I was young and come home one day and told Ruth, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm going to be a preacher. Never, never even crossed my lips. Couldn't even stand and think of the idea. Didn't like him. Didn't want anything to do with him. And then all of a sudden, God got a hold of me and I became born again. A fire from God and everything changed. That's being born. That's the supernatural fire from heaven. And every one of you have a testimony. However it happened, that fire fell upon you and you became born again. Now if that hasn't happened, then you're trying to just live out grandpa's experience or something, I don't know what. But that's where it starts. Leviticus 6, 8 says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. Burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night until the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be burned in it. So he's telling you why they're calling it the burnt offering. This thing is to burn all day and all night. Leviticus 6.12 says this, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. 
The fire of God that God started in you can be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereof the fat of the peace offering. Now that's the law of the burnt offering. Leviticus. These, this, this offering spoke of consecration unto God. The animal had to remain upon that altar in a slow burn for a long time. Because God ordained it. And it had to be tended by the priest. Not just left there on its own and walk away. Now look, you and I are to be a royal priesthood. God said, I'll start this fire in you. Now you tend it. Fire from heaven. Supernatural somewhere. This awesome God on some day in your past heard you cry out for the fire and God sent it. And God said to you, now tend it. That's where we fumble the ball. Something supernatural has already happened to you. Do you understand? You just didn't get up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to go to church the rest of my days. I'm going to go every time. Wednesday night, heaven Wednesday, I'm going. No, no, something had to happen. Something had to change inside of you. So this long burning of this burnt offering, it's like an illustration of the work of, of giving ourselves completely to God. Do you, do you remember? Can you go back when you were first born again? Man, I can. I was driving truck for UPS. Or right before that, I was working in the factory for UPS back in 1972. I started in 74. I got saved. Everything, everything radically, completely, totally changed. So this, this burning, this long burning. It's, you understand, Christianity is not a 50-yard dash. You don't get down and say, Jesus, I love you! Bam! And it's over in six seconds. That's the race. No, it's a long burning. The burnt offering. This thing has to be burning in me, saved in 74, and this is now 2018. It has to still be burning. It's supernatural, and it can last that long as long as I tend it. You see, you have a part in this. You do. You have a part. So does that perpetual fire burn in you? Are we ever looking unto Jesus and beholding by faith the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world? I think we lose that sometimes. So the, the, the reason this ongoing fire that is in us is so special. Do you, I'm, I can't say it enough. It started by God in you. Wouldn't that be cool once you finally get to heaven and God takes me back in 1974 when I bowed on my knees or bowed my heart before God. If he could just show you a picture of him sending the fire come down inside of me and bam, I become born again. I don't know if it happened that way, but it happened. It happened in me, a supernatural fire from heaven just for me. It's crazy. Now look, I'll prove it to you. Leviticus 9.24. This scripture is when 
If I have my facts straight, and I think I do, they finished the tabernacle, they're in the wilderness, God told them, build this, build that, do this, overlay with this gold, overlay with that brass, overlay with this, do this, do that. And then he said, make the uh, brazen altar, put all this stuff on it, but there was no fire. And it simply says, verse 24, fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and fat portions of the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. And I say, I bet. Wouldn't you? If fire fell and just whoom on us today, <laughs> you wouldn't be going, that was cool. Where'd that happen? You'd be on your face. I mean, everything was there but no fire. God's, uh, there's not going to be no man-made fire for this. This is going to be fire from heaven. And that's what you should have. If you have man-made fire, you're most miserable and you have religion. The fire on the altar served as a constant reminder of God's power. It was a gift sent from God for you and I. Now don't tell me, tell me, tell me, if you've been saved long enough, can you see the fire dwindling? In other people. Sometimes we can't see it in ourselves. But can you see it in others? Sure you can. So the only reason for that supernatural fire not to be burning like it is, is apparently they must not be tending it. No matter what they say, who they want to blame, because of you, because of that song, because of that pastor, doesn't matter. Tend it. It's a sacred fire. That fire that he started, back that we just read, lasted for 40 years. And then when they finally did away with the tabernacle and built the other temple, boom, God started that one. Supernaturally. You can read that in 2 Chronicles 7. This is what God does 40 years in the desert. Likely maybe even longer than that. This tabernacle. Take it down, put it up, take it down, put it up. The fire was always burning. And the priests had to tend it to keep it burning. That's what you have to do for the supernatural fire. You absolutely must. Now look, we get a warning in Leviticus 6.13. It simply says, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar, and it shall never go out. Now, you know, the altar today is the heart. It's the heart. It shall never go out. The Bible tells us to guard the heart diligently as much as possible, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are everything. Don't let anything get in your heart. Burn it out by tending the fire. Because everything wants to get in and ruin our fire. So we've seen it in others. Have you ever felt the fire in your own life going out? Yeah, I have to say amen to that too. I do. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, what's the matter with you? I do. I told you many times you probably think I'm insane, but... I do. I get in the mirror and I say, what? are you crazy? What is wrong with you? Remember I told you by now, as long as I've been saved, I should be walking on water. I should be running one water. As much as the Lord has poured into me, 
What is wrong with us? You have to tend this fire. You have to. You have to. I could be supplying logs and throwing them right now. If you don't put it on a fire, your fire is not supernaturally going to keep burning. Because God has supernaturally started it, and then he told the priests, which you are, now tend it, keep it. If you don't, it won't. Luke 24, 32 says this, And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us? Have you had that? Supernatural heartburn? Godly heartburn? I just have to. Even though you've been run through, betrayed, lied about, you're like, God, I just have to. I have to sing, preach, do something. Did not your heart burn with it? Well, if you're like, well, I don't know. Because we'll put it out. People will try to put it out to get you to stop tending it. So it says, did not our heart burn within us? And that means to be set on fire, burning, being consumed with fire. That's what God does. That's what He does. That's what He starts in us. And somehow, some way, we kind of beat it down to just a flicker and call it church. We know that Hebrews always tells us, for our God is a consuming fire. God is. A lot of things happen when your fire starts to dwindle. A lot of scary things. Deuteronomy tells us one, simply says, Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice. He made you to be able to hear his voice. You have to spiritually discern right now and say, are you hearing his voice? Out of heaven, he made thee to hear his voice that he might instruct thee. Are you making your own minds up? Without asking God? Are you making your own minds up when your fire's hardly lit? Like we heard this morning, most of the times we don't understand God's way when our fires are burning. We want to go this way and God says that way. Out of heaven he made you to hear his voice that he might instruct thee. He didn't say that you might like it, that you might be instructed by the finger of God. Now look what he says. And upon earth he shall show thee his great fire. Listen to this. And thou heardest his word out of the midst of the fire. No fire, you can't hear God's word. And when our fire goes out, you kind of just click into traditional mode for a while. Churchy stuff, we know how to do that. And then after a while you, you, kick, you click into this, selfish mode. I'm not, I don't care. I ain't doing it. It's someone else. Whatever it is, whatever you're into to trying to help God. That's just, that's the perfect, it always does. It happens with me that way. It comes harder for us to hear God's voice when the fire is just flickering 
or going out. Because the Bible says he speaks to us out of the midst of the fire. The burning compassion and love for God, he speaks to us out of that fire. And if you haven't been tending it, oh, lots of you burn in the winter, right? Well, don't tend it. And your wife will be going, what's the matter with you? Get the fire going. Because a coldness comes upon the whole. And man, in winter, there's nothing cold like that cold. When it gets down to zero, everything, your bones, everything are cold. For God is a consuming fire. We must tend this fire at New Hope. We get this fire raging, everything will be different. The preaching will be better. It'll be different. The worship will be unbelievable. We won't want it to stop. The altar calls will be powerful. Why not? Why not have church like it's supposed to be? Matthew 24 says this, Now he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us. When all these things shall be. And what will be the sign of your coming? You know, the end of the age. Jesus tells them, take heed. No one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many. And will hear of wars and rumors of wars. That you are not troubled. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end's not yet. For nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes. Everything that's going on now, all these are the beginnings of sorrow. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then it's going on. People now can't even go in the restaurant if they have a conservative view about things. Now they're being badgered and screamed at and hollered and they got to leave. Some are told you're not welcome here. What's going on? They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive you. Now listen, all this lawlessness that's going on, it has a reason. It has a target. It's you. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. This is the, the, the tactic of the last day attempt of the enemy to get the fire of God out of your heart, out of your church, and out of your country. An outward attack. All this lawlessness, the Bible says, is going to cause the fire to grow cold. And that's happening in people. It just is. Lawlessness simply means without law. They're getting away with everything. Everything. Just everything. The love of many will grow cold, and lawlessness will lead to the cooling off of God, the church's love for God when we need it the most. Revelation tells us, unto the church, of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works. 
and your labor and your patience and how thou cannot bear them which are evil. It's us. I can't, I can't stand that, what's going on. Thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not. I've had to do that. Dude, come on. You're not, you're not right. That's not, that's not in the Word of God. Verse 3 says, and has borne, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. We've tempted that. But just not, this next one is, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. You've, you've left that first fire, that first supernatural fire that caused everything to explode inside of you. And it can happen through the constant cold water that the world's throwing. All this lawlessness and lies and transgender this, and you're not a boy, you're a girl. You're not a girl, you're a boy. Target having a whole display for the homosexuals, everybody into that. Constantly hitting you. And if you're not tending the fire... So if the heart grows cold, everything will be coldly done. Worship. Response. The singing. Coldly done. Preaching. Whatever. It just, it just does. It, it affects everything. So this is the season we are in. A nation that is into lawlessness and craziness. Throwing water on the Christian constantly. Throwing on the fire. To get the fire and the love for Christ out of this nation. Because it's in you. Isn't the church building? They know it's us. Because they're being led by the God of this world, small g, the devil. Jeremiah says this, The Lord gave me another message. New Living Translation. This is what he said. Go and shout this message to new hope. I'm not making that up. Go and shout this message. This is what the Lord says. I remember how eager you were to please me as a young bride long ago. How you loved me and followed even through the barren wilderness. Followed hard after me. And now you're like, that's someone kind of, come on. Man, if I just could tell you, look at all the marks in the back of me. None of that matters. God's simply telling you and I, tend the fire. He says, you will be hated by all men. You will have persecution. Our VBS, all our cute little children, they have to have the fire of God, not just some cute little rhythm rhyme or something. Jesus loves the little children. Got to have the people with fire speaking to them. You understand that fire lasts 40 years. If that boy's four, he's 44 and has been succumbed by the world, he'll remember the fire from VBS. He'll remember that. Because some of you have that testimony. You were a knucklehead, but then all of a sudden you started remembering about that. Jeez. Some of you will even remember. I still remember my second grade uh, Bible school teacher. Boy, she was something. Because of the fire. It makes a difference. And we've got to have that. You can't sit here and watch me burn. We have to burn together. We just have to. 
We have to be a fire in this lost, crazy world. The question is, have you lost that? And if you've lost it, if you can be honest with yourself, if you've lost it, then our, our altar call is going to be an altar call full of wood. It's going to be all kind of wood, and it's free. It's already been paid for. The price has been paid for. It's already cut. It's in a cord, whatever you want to call it. It's split. It's ready for the taking. All you got to do is ask the Lord. And He'll give you what you need. Even when you don't see it or feel it. Because we are a seeing and feeling group, us Americans. We are. Just the way we are. I wish we weren't, but we are. Don't let coldness creep into your heart. Then it creeps into your walk, your life. Then you affect your family, your children, your neighborhood, your church. It keeps spreading until you say, what the heck's the matter with me? And you grab the wood that has been supplied and start throwing it on your fire because you have to tend it. God said, I've already started it. And God warns us through Leviticus, don't let it go out. And I'm sure there's been a many and minus two degrees, you know, in February where it seems to be dark 23 hours of the day that you have not felt like going out and trying to kick frozen wood apart and throw it on that fire. But you knew if you did, you'd have heat and warmth. And it's the same thing with the Lord. If you do, if you're not already cold and frozen to death, Jeremiah says this, has any nation ever traded its God for new ones? Oh boy, we have. Look, and sometimes you do and I do. You give yourself to the things of God, fires burning, lawlessness, dumps of water keep going, you're not tending like it used to, kind of goes, start to go dwindling. You attend less, you do less, you care less. Next thing you know, you're into taking care of something like you used to take care of the work of God. Whatever it is. Cows, horses, cars, golf. Whatever. I don't even know what to say. Anything to take its place. Just, that's what we do. God says, has you ever, has any nation ever traded its God for new ones? Even though they are not gods at all, even though that this whatever you want to name has not paid the price, has not given you supernatural fire, has not gone away and prepared a place for you, and when I'm done, I'm coming back to get you, has not forgiven you of sin, has not paid the price, has not brutally been slain so you might have life, yet you treat it as a god. Whatever it is. So when our fire starts to dwindle, we start replacing God with whatever's ahead of God is God. And our nations, have done, remember our nation used to have blue laws. You did nothing. Maybe you could find gas on Sunday. Now we've replaced it. 
and anything happens on Sunday because our nation has replaced God with these gods, although they're not gods, whatever they are. That's what happens when we start to cool off. Man, I think I would be frightened of myself if I let myself completely cool off. I would be scary. It goes on and says, Yet my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. Worthless idols. You know, I've been to a lot of deathbeds, a lot of things where death doesn't seem like it's going away. And lots of times, the majority of the time, most of the time, usually the phrase comes out with, all this stuff I have. For what? Stuff that we think we need and we think we should do and we must do and have to do and it's got to do. And, it's got, and I'm not saying any of that, but when it takes the place of the fire, it becomes a God. And I heard a preacher say, when the footsteps coming down the corridor to take you into eternity are coming for you, that's a whole different story, isn't it? The cars left in the garage, nice, new, classic, whatever it is, it's in the garage. It's just going to stay there. So it goes on and says this, look. The beings in heaven, the angels, the heavens are shocked at such a thing. Shrink back in horror and are dismayed, says the Lord. The created beings, when we do that, when we trade in this glorious God that they're worshiping 24 hours a day, bowing down before him, all of a sudden they look up and, and there's a, a car in front of the other person. They're like, what? What? You, you chose a car for this? Holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. And we're bound to some worldly. Right? You understand this is supernatural. In, a, in about 10 days, I'm going to be like 69 years old. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. And I constantly think of my dad. Because when he was those age and, and he was doing that walking down the steps and he'd yell at me, where's your handrail? And I didn't want a handrail because it was nice and open. I liked the look. Yeah, well, now I'm going. Because just things don't, I'm remembering my dad more now than I ever have. Because it's happening to me. But see, when you're, your younger age, it never crosses your mind. It's just, you run up the steps, you run down the steps, you leap them, you jump over, you hop up in a pickup truck, you grab that thing by yourself. And the next thing you know, you realize, I can't do spit. Next thing you know, you're calling, uh, Joe, are you home? Jason, are you home? It, so they, they're shocked when people... Because we think we must think we're going to be strong forever and live forever and last forever. And verse 13 says, For my people have done two evils. 
They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. That's what happens when you stop putting the logs on the fire. You've abandoned God. Because God says, I'll start it. You keep it going. This is going to be a blast together. And then God's waiting to do his work, and there's no more wood coming. What, what happened to him? Adam, where are you? No more wood being fed. Fire's not raging. The work of God cools off. And God's going, Adam, where are you? Verse 14 says, Why has Israel become a slave? Why has he been carried away as plunder? Because we quit feeding the fire. You don't feed the fire. You don't get the instruction from God. And you become a slave because you're counting on your own wisdom. And it's always wrong. Always. Always wrong. When we lose the fire, coldness creeps in. Man, it does. It doesn't take long. It gets in us, then we get lethargic, we get selfish. We're talking about the fire given from God. It's just crazy that we would let that happen. This is what happens. <clears throat> this is a key. Now listen. When our fire is going out, we turn into me, myself, and I. That's how you know. And we're good liars to ourselves. So if you're married and you have a godly wife or a husband, look at them dead in the eyes and say, uh, uh, the abundance of my mouth, what do you hear? Me, myself, and I. You should go, oop, my fire must be going out. That's what happens to us. When the fire's raging, you want to serve. You want to work for God, live for God. You, it doesn't matter. When the fire starts going out, you go, Bruce, Bruce do it. Hosea 10.1, New King James says this, Israel's emptied his vine. He brings forth fruit for himself. That's not Christianity. We are not called to do that. You're called to sacrifice and die for others. Jesus, remember? J-O-Y. Now it becomes me, myself, and I. You can take that J-O-Y. I'm done with that. Jesus, other than yourselves. Israel empties his vine. He brings forth fruit for himself According to the multitude of his fruit, he has increased the altars. According to the bounty of his land, they have embellished his sacred pillar. Everything's for him. We use our giftings, talents, time, money on ourselves. No time to come to the house of God. No time to help out and lend a hand. Simply because the fire is going out. You cannot be raging and feeding that fire and doing nothing for God. It's impossible. You stand before God, and God says, what do you do? Oh, man, I, I consumed three trillion cords of wood. And God says, well, what did you do? Verse 2 says, the heart is divided. Now they are held guilty. And God says, he will break down their altars, and he will ruin their sacred pillars. You understand? We're saved to serve. We're saved to burn for God. And when you don't, God says, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Do what you want. It's not going to work. I'll take care of it. 
I'll mess it up. Leviticus 6.13 again simply says, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Man, when my fire starts to go out, there's another person that starts to resurrect. It's scary. That other person, it hasn't forgot how to talk and what to think and what to say and how to act and how to be rude. You got to kill that thing. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. There's a gift in you. There is? Yes. There's a gift in you from God. Tell me what it is. I can't. You tend the fire. Tend it. And as the fire rages, it will come forth. Blessed of God. God put it in you. God says, you got to stir it up. And that, isn't that what you do with fires when they're about shot? Kick them around a little bit. And, man, there's some hot ambers. You throw it up and it starts to crackle and not long, it's, there it's going again. The supernatural from fire from God. There's a gift inside of you. Is this crazy or what? I'm not a big fan of walking around and tasting food in cups. Where do they do that a lot at? Sam's, right? You got to have this, you got to have that. Well, first, I haven't been in Walmart in a long time. We were going past Walmart, and this lady goes, Hey, you want a piece of steak? I'm, Ooh, steak? Man, I love steak. And it had this, I forget what it was, black, Angus, something. Here's a little piece, and there it is. Cooked kind of just like I like it. Uh, medium well, I think it was. And threw that thing in my mouth. And I'm going, ah, it's, uh, Walked away, and I went to Ruth. It ruined. It was cold. We ruin things when we're cold. People can look at the gospel and the things of God like, man, I can't wait to sink my teeth in that. And then we're cold. Cold. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 says what? Quench not the spirit. Don't quench the fire of God, the Holy Ghost, the power of God. That quench means to extinguish. So now here we are, royal priesthood. Everybody's got some fire supernaturally set by God Almighty in you. And you have to tend it. I can remind you of it, like maybe now, but you have to tend it. You have to say, you know what? I remember when I used to really hit on all eight cylinders for God. I told Ruth, it was just too overwhelming, all the services. I think just the older you get, the less oomph you have, and your naps are longer. <laughs> just things are different. You'll remember I said this. So 
I had to have help to get through that five-year plan. And I told Ruth, I think it was like five o'clock, I was all dooted up again. She went, you excited? And I said, strangely, I am. I am. I'm excited again to come back and preach on Sunday night. You have to tend the fire. Oh my gosh. I can't do it for you. I can't throw the logs in. I can pile the logs up. But God says the priest has to tend the fire. That's you, every one of you. Let's stand. I picked a song out. It's, it's one I love, and it's one that fires me up when I need fire. And I got words. I want them on the screen, by the way, if I didn't say that to you, Michael. It's not anything that's unusual, weird, or different. It's something happens when we call upon the Lord, when we say His name. And so what I'm asking you to do is to come down here, lift those hands, and sing that song and worship God and imagine yourself throwing logs on the fire, the supernatural fire out of God's goodness and mercy that He put in you. In you, whoever you are. God put fire in you. Please tend it.